Hello, and welcome to I'm on my period piece. I'm Lindsay. I'm Molly. And we're the Sherman sisters. This week, we watched The Phantom of the Opera, which came out in 2003, I believe. Four. 2004? Wow. Can you believe? Um, Boy, we got some thoughts. But before we start talking about it. Sure. Let's sync up, bitch. What have you been up to? Thank you for asking, as always. Um, Oh, let me clear my throat. What is that song? I don't know. I feel like it was a big part of our childhood. It was. I feel like it was like a jock jams type of a deal. Or it was in commercials a lot. It was in a lot of commercials. I'll look it up. You go ahead and talk about your week. Uh, well, Craig and I watched Kill Bill 1 and 2. Um, obviously, I'd seen it before, but damn. It's a song by DJ Cool. Okay, thank you. Those flicks hold up. Yeah, they really do. They really do. And I think I you told me dad had already texted. I think he yeah. I was probably on the first text and forgot. But yeah. Like, the little girl in that looks so much like Tig. She does, especially when she was like three or four. Yeah. Yeah. It's so cute. Nuts. Similar hair, similar little Little face. nose, yeah. So cute. Um, man, Craig and I went to uh, Austin Revel. Where is that? It is... Um, it's in Pflugerville. Oh. It's like a Mountasia kind of thing. Okay. I woke up that morning and said I am going to a batting cage today. Okay. Um, stress. Yeah. And, you know, I thought Wanted maybe that'll feel nice. Yeah. I was right. Good for That's you for, like, super knowing rules. your body. Thank you. You know? Hey, thank you. Like, I know that releasing tension would be... A good way to do that would be to hit something, you know? Yes. I had uh, the feminine urge to hit <laughs> this week. I love that. Uh, so I honored that. Um, and then we did go-karts. I Hell yeah. have to tell you, I was like halfway through um, my tenure on the, <laughs> on the track when yeah. I realized like it would probably <clears throat> behoove me to smile and enjoy this. But I was so, you were so laser tense. focused <sighs> on kicking everyone's ass. <laughs> Like I don't care if you're ten years you can old. You can be compend- You can be a really competitive person. I know. I, feel. I <laughs> the thing is, is, I really recently was like, I used to be so competitive, and I just really am not anymore. <laughs> and like in the game of life, a hundred percent true. Like I, but in the game of I games, don't be Karen, Charlie uh, McDennis. Yeah, dog. I like. I, Craig was immediately behind me when we yeah. like took off, and I lapped him. Oh, good for you. Uh, I. Slam you know some the, kids into If it's one thing Craig's gonna do, it's have fun. Oh man, I know. He, <laughs> I told Craig like in my head, I was like, I'm gonna teach these kids the meaning of speed, <laughs> and fie on anyone who thinks that I don't have the will to do it. Fie, fie on them. Indeed. Uh, but yeah, that place rules. I did man. mini golf. Um, I feel like I've, is it on 35? I feel like I yeah, passed you can't it. Miss it. Yeah. Okay. Um, it's like. We got to take the kids there yeah, um, yeah. at some point. Yeah. I don't, I feel like that was a big part of, maybe it was like elementary school years, mm-hmm. but we used to go to like Adventure Zone. Yes. Or what was that place out on 1960 that had. Um, Mountasia. Was it, yeah. Was it Mountasia? Yeah. Um, God, it had all the things. Yeah. Like. This one, like. The full arcade. Huge indoor. Ski ball. Do they have ski ball? Yeah. They had, they had ski ball. Good. They had like a huge arcade, a rock wall. Okay. Bowling alley in there. Rock walls were not a thing when we were kids, I don't know. No. This one was kind of cute and yeah. neat, too. Um, laser tag. Okay. Uh, like a 3D shoot 'em up coaster. Okay. I don't know, I said 3D. You were like yeah, some yeah. weird immersive experience. Uh, Probably like that thing at um, Disney where you shoot the little Toy Story aliens. That yes. one? Yeah, yeah okay. exactly. And two indoor roller coasters. Damn. Okay. Yeah. I didn't nuts? know we had indoor roller coasters in this town. I know. I don't think that I'd ever like. Did you ride them? Connored one. We did ride one. Were they fun? 
It was totally fun. It was okay. like, you know, it's small. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was cute. Oh man, that's awesome. Uh, would recommend. And then we ran into you. Yeah. At uh, yeah. Easy Tiger. That was wild. I just like, I had really got out there and played like a kid yeah. and I was like, I want a damn pretzel. Yeah, girl. I had and pretzel I for dinner too. And oh, um, yeah. potato salad. Oh my Love god, that potato, potato salad. salad is so good. So good. They have good booze-free beer there now too. Yeah, yeah. It's um, at a, what is that brand? Lagunitas Hop. Lagunitas. Yeah. They had like Brooklyn breweries doing yep. booze-free now too. That's great. Yeah, man. So that was mostly it. I mean, we did our Tony and Carm costumes at yes. Anna's house last night. They looked great. My skin isn't super thrilled with me. Um, Why would you do differently? Because I wore like ten-year-old Bare Minerals bronzer. <gasps> oh no. So you know. Think pores they, are clogged. Their whole thing is that they're like, we don't clog your pores, girl. Well, a I, lie. I don't think they expected anyone to let this product rot in their house <laughs> as long as I have and grow mold spores. Yeah, and what have you? God. Um, but I got to tell you, like the second you put on the fake nails, it's just easy to become calm. Oh, absolutely. You find yourself holding your hands like the same way she does. Yeah. 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 I feel like that accent. Mm-hmm. You know, the more you put the nail on, the thicker it gets. When you get I, to the nail nail eight, you're like, I, really, I better put the ZD in the oven. Yes. I wanted to, like, work harder on the accent because yeah. I wanted to do a video in Carm Face yeah. of, um, God, she has so many good lines, but I think this is my favorite. Is yeah. When she's like, careful with my Yadro. I don't even want to say how much it costs. $3,000. <laughs> I love her. And Yadro is, like, such a perfect a please, perfect reference. Please. For of like course. That, she throws that Yadro at Tony later. Does it break? Yeah. They're having like a terrible fight. $1,000. Yeah. I remember them selling Yadros at Macy's in the Woodlands Mall. Mm-hmm. You know a Yadro when you see one. You do. You yeah. sure do. But that was a very... Look, that show that was moment. like eerily yeah. too close to real life. It really is. Yeah. Yeah. You know, Carm feels like uh, if our mother had been born... Italian in New ex. Jersey, in an Italian family, you know, yeah, no, she would have been roughly in that like she's, uh, aesthetic. She's got Janet vibes. She does, yeah, yeah, yeah. She's, I mean, she's a complicated character, but ultimately, I feel a good mother I, and a devoted wife. I don't think that Carmela has Carmela DeAngelis Soprano has ever committed a sin. <laughs> she's never committed a sin ever once in her life, and I don't think she's complicit in anything either. <laughs> She's got the perfect She angel. thinks that he works in sanitation, and it's rude of him to lie to her about right. it. Right. I can't believe that. Unbelievable. Mm. They're famously paid in gigantic wads of cash when you <laughs> work in sanitation. Yeah. Um, that completes me. Uh, <laughs> that completes my portion of <laughs> my the My portion evening. of the evening. <laughs> Lindsay, what have you been up to? Girl, too much. Too I much really sugar for a dime. Um, I just think... Our friend Rachel, one time I was talking to her, and she was like, I kind of just, like, wish that the, like, re-entry to society had been, like, a little slower. Because yeah. I'm still not, I don't feel like my calluses have been built up. That's, sorry for the gross image. Mm. Have been built up enough for me to, like, handle three events or more in a day. And I had that this weekend. Um, it was just, like, kind of nonstop. Mm. Um, we had my youngest, her, like, preschool Halloween party. Um, on Saturday morning, and that was really fun. The kids ran around, whatever. Came home, did the nap time thing, got our groceries, whatever, and then immediately had to go to Easy Tiger, where we yeah saw you um, for dinner with the new pastor of our church. And it was like a big group kind of thing. Um, our kids, we, were, we kept Marigold out a little bit past her bedtime. 
Always a mistake. You saw her turning into a serious pumpkin. She looked awesome to me. She goes, behavior on this thing lately where she goes, follow me, mommy, and like holds her hand out. And so I followed her. We walked past her table and she wanted to walk back to like the entrance where Easy Tiger has, they have that painting on the wall. Mm-hmm. And she, she goes, look, mommy, A, B, C, D. She saw the letters. I was like, oh, a genius. Yep. I mean, those she are not the, them all correctly. Those are not the order, but we'll go with it, girl. She acknowledged that they are letters, though. She did. I know. I was like, you noticed the letter forms. Good yeah. job. And then uh, didn't want to go back to the table. Really just, like, <laughs> threw a scene. Um, it was really something. So we got her home. Parker put her to bed, and I took Matilda straight to her elementary school's carnival. Like, it was... Boo Fest is what they call it. Mm-hmm. Um, and we get there, and, like, there's, like, a line that wraps around one side of the school fences. And it was kind of long. But, like, we took a goofy way in. Like, we actually walked in through the exit and, like, walked through the whole trunk-or-treat area oh. out to the entrance fence. Okay. And then had to, so she saw a lot of things before we even got in officially but she kept seeing friends and be like hey what's up hello like i mean she probably ran into like 15 kids she knew in the like 45 minutes we were there I mean, she's the most popular girl at that school i already knew this was gonna happen it was so funny Duh. she's just like so like dad like it's wild they are the most extroverted people just like cannot stop themselves from talking to people everywhere we go <laughs> like hi hey this is my new bike my name's matilda i'm five i'm like baby you can't, you can't just talk to everyone all the time it's People like don't every talk. day is her first day speaking and Truly. she's so excited to try it out yes yeah god and then sunday we were back at our church for the first time since um march 2020 uh and then we had like a, a members meeting afterwards um like a q a with a new pastor um so we took the girls home mom and dad watched them while we had the lunch and then we, because they also wanted to give them their Halloween stuff. So I came home and my kids had each eaten a Twix, which was very Perfect. funny to me. Mom was like, it's Halloween and I'm not saying no. I was like, all Like right. a full size? Yeah. Hell yeah. yeah. And like some cookies. <laughs> then they were like, can I have some more candy? And I'm like, whatever, it's Halloween, sure. Yeah. If we deal with sugar pukes, like we deal Real with sugar pukes. Real life for November. Right. And, um, and then we had a block party at Ingrid's block. It was like a little Halloween family fun thing. That was supposed to be Marigold's like trick-or-treat experience. And then one of Matilda's classmates slash Girl Scout friends, um, her mom was having a little get like get together thing. So we swung by that. And it was like trying to corral our kids like to leave a thing once they've yeah. like gotten settled and having fun is nuts. And Matilda like walked in and she was like, Oh my gosh, I love your house. And like immediately made herself, you know, they just right Right. up to the little girl's room. Like they were super cute together. But, um, so I came home and put the little one down and Parker took Matilda out trick or treating. And I had so much candy, like so much candy. And I ran out by seven 30. Yeah. I assumed you would have leftovers. You can imagine how crestfallen I was when I opened your butler's pantry and found none. But you, I think it's also because I was giving people like fistfuls of candy. Like I'm really bad about, I don't know. It seems so, it feels so like mean to be like here's one piece one single tiny piece of candy off you go because mom gives full size and so I feel like I'm like gotta make it worth these kids while you know absolutely but also like yeah when I was a kid you'd get two or three minimum I know yeah well I'm is this the new is this the new standard the new I, living wage I think that it is sometimes that people just hand out one piece and I'm like yeah I want to go on record and say you stingy bitch <laughs> <laughs> give those damn kids 
several pieces. Multiple pieces of yes. candy per house. They have no, there's going to be no yeah. value, no comparison point if everyone's Right. No. No. Our neighbors that's are giving out paletas, which was cool. That's tight. I know. I was like you guys showed us up. That was really rude. Man. People loved that. I mean, you that. can't take that to go though. They were. People weren't. No, but like you can't <laughs> oh, you, throw you it in the bag. No, you got to eat it then. Yeah. Um but yeah, I, I love seeing little little boys and they're oh, I mean little girls too if they want to wear them, but those like muscle suits. Oh my god, they're so good. They're so funny to me. <laughs> like these little painted on it's so goofy. Sculpted abs. <laughs> like a three-year-old boy. Like, this is the expectation. <laughs> it's so funny. If you to had me. hustled harder, <laughs> you, this could have been possible. Be yeah. <laughs> it's really simple. All I eat is cod and chicken breast. <laughs> it's about drive. It's about power. <laughs> Stay hungry. We devour. <laughs> um, but it's so cute. I love Halloween. Like It I, rolls. I, yeah. I'm always like, oh, God, it's a big, you know, getting the kids home and shuffling everything around and making sure I have enough candy like it feels like a lot of work and inconvenience or you know just like mental yeah. mental load of like totally. what, how are we going to make this work and then actually like getting to see kids dressed up and like trick-or-treating oh, is they love it so much so cute like I ugh. saw a whole family dressed as clockwork orange last night including the kids which I was like ha oh, funny and then I was thinking about those it those kids haven't like, seen that of course they haven't I was like oh, it's also like really not heavy cool. adult yeah. material in that yeah. movie. Yeah. I know. I I love when people commit to like a family costume, but like I feel like it should be the parents dumbing down their look. Right. Wearing something from like, a kids movie. Yeah. That, rather than being like, okay kids, I know you guys haven't seen this, but what we're gonna do is you're gonna be Shoshana from Inglorious Bastards. <laughs> like from girls. <laughs> oh yeah, that would be really funny. We're doing a girls themed costume. Like, that would be funny if you had three daughters. It'd be funny, but it wouldn't be it wouldn't make sense to the kids for me to be like, right. okay, I'm gonna be Jessa and you're <laughs> gonna be Hannah and you're gonna be you know. I'm trying to think of like what would be you know what you should do when your girls are older? What? Let them be two of the hotter girls on 90210, but because you'll actually be older, be Andrea. <laughs> she was the SAG uh, president until she handed it off to Fran Drescher this year. Did you know? St- Screen Actors Guild. I did not know. Isn't that cool? Well, and congratulations, Madam President. I know. To Fran Drescher, too. I know. What is that actress's name that played Andrea? I can't remember, but she seems cool, actually. Uh, let me look her up. 90210, Andrea. Andre and no, that's the character's name, duh. Gabrielle Carteris. Carteris? Carteris. Are you sure? Yeah. <laughs> Pretty sure. Carter- Carteris? Carteris. No. Yeah. Yeah. Sure as her. There it is. Could you please spell that for me? <laughs> Carter I S. Carteris. Is it Carteris? Sure. <laughs> There's no way it's Carteris. Sure. I mean... Can we get a pronunciation on that? It is whatever you want it to be. Let me see. They don't have a pronunciation guide because they also agree that it's Carteris. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. <laughs> Perhaps I am mistaken and with sober ears I will hear it, but I think that you might not be reading this right. Uh, oh, she has a daughter named Molly, spelled with an I-E. Hey, that's great. Uh, two, she's got two little girls, five years apart. Now we're learning about Andrea from 902. Yeah, married a stockbroker named Charles Isaacs. That, I think, was a good and sustainable move yeah, on her behalf. I think she's, you know, she's happy. She seems like a good, happy... She was the SAG president. 
Yeah. Has she been acting enough to warrant that role? Yeah. It turns out she's had like at least little bit parts and things like, you know, been in an episode of NCIS or, uh, oh, she co-produced the new 90210. Whoa. Okay. So that's money moves. Um, yeah. A little like, a lot of like little bit parts. Uh, who would you like to see be the next SAG president? Well, Fran Drescher was the right choice and Mm -hmm. I think she should do that for 20 years. So next question. (laughs) Okay, um, fair enough. To succeed her, Charles Shaughnessy. I was going to say Jack A. Harry. Oh, Jack A. would be very, I would they're in the same really collection. really like for Jack A. to be the president. I think Jack A. and... And then Leslie Jordan. And Fran would have much to talk about. Quite a lot to go over there. And at some point, we're going to need President Nestor Carbonell. You love Nestor Carbonell. I love him so much. I know you do, girl. I know you do. You're the chief nest egg. You know who I felt like the target audience for, um, and spoilers for what we do in the shadows? Mm-hmm. Uh, the whole Donald Logue arc. What is that about? <laughs> what? I don't know. Like, I, and I love that he referenced Grounded for Life because I was like, yeah, I watched that. For I never sure, did. I watched that. Craig did too. He watched it. The only thing I know him from is like the I Love the series from VH1. Oh, man. He was one of the commentators. And so when he showed Wait, up, I was like, are you sure that you're not thinking of the Edwin McCain? Yeah, they were both on it. They had the same hair. They did. Okay. I think Edwin's was. Uh, maybe a bit straighter at the time. Yeah, that sounds about right. Um, but yeah, I didn't know Donald, Donald Logue from anything else. Um, I love the... Come on. Now, I love the 80s and 90s. They gotta bring that back. It's sometimes hard to watch because the jokes really don't land the way that you remember them landing. I know. But The premise know. of it is honestly so silly. It's so silly, but that had to have been like... Such a huge ROI for them. Oh, yeah. It cost them a buffalo nickel to, right. to make. And then I always think of the Paul F. Tompkins bit where he weird was out. trying to record. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, weird. weird. <laughs> yeah. I think, yeah, you're right. I bet it's not actually as funny as I recalled, but boy, at the time, you couldn't have told me nothing. Well, because some of the comedians are like, they just do really hacky jokes or like, you know, like. You know what else I think? Like, I'll be by Edwin McCain. <laughs> I'll be skipping that track. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like yes. that kind of joke where you're like, I think you can do better. You know what I think it was though also is that we didn't have the oversaturation of the nostalgia market like we do now. Oh my God. It's everywhere you look. It's everywhere you yeah, look. I did that on purpose. There we go. <laughs> but like now, I mean, one simply has to go to Instagram uh-huh. to find at least. Or find a teenager. They are all dressing right. like we were. But you can find memes about any cultural touchstone that you can remember in your little goofy head. Mm. And um, we didn't have that in mm-hmm. 2003, famously. No, it was kind of an and oral there, tradition. Yes. When we had memories. And so there was a lot of stuff about the 80s that like, I either knew because I was like, those were my early years, and then I saw the toys sticking around until the early 90s, like Teddy Ruxpin. Yeah. Or like I remember mom like, playing certain songs, you know, or in the early Mm -hmm. 90s that they would talk about where it's like, oh yeah, Footloose, like, oh yeah, that's a great song or whatever, or Walk Like an Egyptian. But um, I think that was so novel at the time, like having someone drudge up all the like funny. And you didn't have YouTube, so they pulled up the archival footage for you. Yeah. Yeah, those are good shows. And they, they really were like, honestly, educational for any like 
pop for pop young culture idiot. obsessed. Yeah. Yeah, idiot kids. They were. I've thought a lot lately about how, like, it's just sort of our family's culture to, like, consume <laughs> a lot of media. And I think it's cute, actually. You are very charmed by this. And I think that's amazing that you've made peace with it. <laughs> I just think it's, like... It makes it just, I don't know, it's like fun to connect the dots of more and more things in my head, you know? Sure, and I also think it having a wide range of references makes it easy to relate to a wider range of people. Right. So um, it was honestly noble that mom put a TV in your room when you were four. It was noble. <laughs> I agree. She said, this is my child's empathy tool. <laughs> God, I mean... What it's really going to do Shit. is give her the taste of a Gen X. I know. I was about to say psychology like, major. I don't. Know, I th- think what it did instead was just like permanently arrest me in the '90s because all my little neural pathways are getting tattooed on. But yeah. like you know, Spin City. That would happen even if you hadn't been watching TV. It's you know, like I Whoa. think, like whatever you're exposed to, and it's not sure it, as a child is like tattooed on your neural pathways so oh, yeah you still got to like go outside and play and like i did pick up pine cones i and did i had a digging club yeah i'll have you know. yeah but you also know who nestor carbonell is and, and i can't not know it can talk about suddenly susan and also mm-hmm. veronica's and closet shushan shushan and also spin city veronica's damn closet i spin city is one of those things it's where good. sometimes i feel like no one talks about it and then i'm like that well, was a show right be because alan ruck is on succession now but they're right. just not well and like they're just not michael j fox yeah always beloved in the yeah. culture why and he's kind of untouchable and he was in an extremely cute phase in spin city he, he really was, was he was giving like 30s scrappy boy in the city does he dress real cute did it Am I imagining it, or did he do... Hold on. But I, is it streaming anywhere? Did we talk about this? Uh, we might have talked about it on this very podcast, but I just... Spin City's been on my mind lately. Well, let's Heather see. Locklear. I forgot that she was in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, that went until 2002. That can't be right. Yeah. No, it definitely did. Dang. Whoa. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm looking up Spin City. <laughs> So it's been steady streaming. It's on Pluto TV. Holly, did we talk about this on this podcast? I think probably last week. <laughs> no, no, Brooke was over on Thursday. Okay. And you were like, hey, does anybody remember Spin City? Like, you were, like, kind of stressed about it. And I was like, oh, I watched it, for sure. It was just always on at, like, 10 o'clock at night, you know? Yeah, it was always on Sony Entertainment Television. Yeah, man. Uh, One last thing before we start talking about Phantom of the Opera. Yeah. was that I just remembered that me and Kevin and Nicole won trivia one time with the name Caroline and the Shitty. (laughs) (laughs) And I don't know why, like, Kevin is like... You know, he does quite a few comedy shows, so, yeah. like... He's good at wordplay, too. Yes. When a joke really gets him, I'm always like, hmm. I'm like, I'm curious as to I why it's that, that one. Down. But, yeah. like, he doubled over mm. at Caroline and the Shitty. It's funny. It it's is just funny. <laughs> it's just really good. Man. Yeah. Love you, Leah. What's your name? What Legend. is her name? <laughs> Thompson. Love One you, of our- Leah. Last name I will research later. Legend. Name another. One Mama. Of Leah's, though. You know? Yeah, not many. We don't got a lot of them. Can you hear how loud my mouth? <laughs> that was me, actually. They went. <laughs> Couple of kittens over here. <laughs> okay, so Phantom of the Opera. Oh, um, boy. Let me get this out of the way. Mm-hmm. I've never been a fan of her. <laughs> She has not 
proved tempting to me. Uh, the only the only thing that I ever thought was cool was that sick ass synth on the titular song. He really committed to that synth mm-hmm. and that undercurrent of the synth, the boom, 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 boom. Like while they're yeah. in the underground thing, I was like, this is the most 80s shit I have ever it's, heard in my like, life. The whole concept of being, I don't know, sort of that red. Yeah. Is like 80s. It's, yes. Yeah. If there was a color that the the, the 80s loved, it was red. It was like a single red rose. Like yeah. that was the height a of romantic. A shock of red. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They love to do the colorizing, well, which no, they did do at the end of this. Well, this was made in 2002, but famously, I feel that it had a very 80s sort of <laughs> yes. point of I've view. gone on record saying <laughs> as such. Um, because a show created in the 80s. Yeah. You know. But I was also thinking as I was watching the beginning of this. The early aughts really had us in a Paris in the 1870s type they of did, a moment. They did, because this came out, what, like a year after Moulin Rouge? Yes, yeah. yeah that was, that was the look that the dolls were. You know, well, that's you, when the proliferation, and we still, have, we still struggle from this mm-hmm. institutionally, mm-hmm. the proliferation of the Paris yes. decor yes. that I think you will find in any sort of very cheap coffee shop yes. in a smaller town of and Texas. And at, at that time... The dolls were able to purchase that readily yeah. at your Kirkland's. You would buy things that just said Paris. Yeah. Or oh, like, you know what had a. Jetel. An absolute vice grip on the culture was mm. that Jane Averill poster. The Toulouse Lautrec. I'll show it to oh, you. Oh, I know it. Yeah. You know the one. Yes. For yes, some reason, she was the moment. She was the in moment. In 2001, Why? 2002. I don't know the color story on you it. Know, it's not that cute to everything me. Everything that is like at least 20 years, I would say. I, I lied. The, the color story this... on the Jane April poster is really cute, but still. Yeah. Um, the 80s, and then I would say all the way up into the early aughts, mm-hmm. a horny epoch of time. <laughs> yes. Holy yes. shit. <laughs> it really was. <laughs> These people were out here. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I can't believe First it. First thing on Maine. Well, they're sitting on Maine in front of God knows who, you well, know? and the the... That was the culture that fed your Stephanie Myers and your E.L. Mm-hmm. Jameses, you know? Something they were, happened, They were though. an aftercurrent. These kids aren't as horny. Yeah. No, they're not. Which is probably good for their studies. <laughs> I, I don't know, feel girl. that my generation was particularly know, horny. I do think there is a subset of them that is very... You think the teens are horny? Not from no, the no, no. material I've seen. No, I just mean like... Um, yeah, I guess they don't behave in such a way. No. It's all about the thirst, though. Like, they love doing a thirst trap type of a moment. Right. I don't know. Edits and poses and what have you. Yeah. But, I have but maybe that's doubt. just the most visible. Could be. I mean, there's always, like, a, a hooer story. Yeah. A splashy hooer story. Yeah. You know? Like, when I was in high school, there was a girl I went to high school with mm-hmm. who was on, like, they blurred out her face but they took a photo from her myspace and put it on the local news it's like lewd teens no. online <laughs> yeah no yeah i guess i wasn't privy to the most scandalous stories from my grade i feel but actually it wasn't a sexual escapade story but it was like just a drama story in my senior year of high school was that the one with the nose job well no, that was the that was the coda to the story as it oh. were um <laughs> These two girls put out, um, they filed restraining orders against each other. Oh, that's right. Over a damn boy. I forgot about that. That was one of their exes, and then the other one was going to go to prom with them. And that caused beef. And the dolls had to choose a side. It was very um, dramatic. Yeah, and then they ran into each other at Rush, having had 
surgeries. Was well, that's according to local lore? I don't know. <laughs> Legend tells it. Mm. Very O Henry ending. They might not even recognize each other. It was very like everyone knew the story, and we the word would get around. Like I saw girl A because one of them dropped out of school. Yeah. So when she was cited in the world, people would comment. Yeah, I saw her. But did she get like her GED? Oh, she, I think she finished um, at a private school. Oh, okay. Interesting. But, like, for the last month of senior year. Like, come on. Don't pull your kid out of school over a boy. This Couldn't is not me. This is not I it. don't think we had, like, a big, like, story Yeah. when I was there. Mm, mm. You know, things were kind of disparate. Mm. That was the only one that I could, well, that and then Jessica Simpson... Or sorry, Nick Lachey, not Jessica Simpson, performing at my senior prom. Well, I, I mean... I, but that wasn't, that wasn't scandal. That was just a big... It was a big deal. I guess just like, it feels like gossip didn't really stick in the air for than a week. Yeah. But I mean, I did see a guy hit a girl with his car. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. Man. Like, going the, into school. Like, she was walking and he... <laughs> damn. He threw her many feet in the air. She's fine. Damn. He had a seizure immediately. <laughs> oh my god. I saw all of it. I was at the crosswalk. <laughs> Did you not know this? No. <laughs> oh my god! But you're right. Delivered. Out. I saw all of it. It was. I was. I remember. Listen. Picture it. Sicily, 1922. <laughs> I remember you it so Did you call 911? Yes, but it was like um, okay. It's probably like seven o'clock. Like I'm. Yeah, I'm mm-hmm. pushing up against time here, mm-hmm. and I'm in the left turn lane to like turn into the high school. Yeah, and. This, oh, are you in a different way than me? I guess. Yeah, probably. Um, this guy, I'm trying to remember the exact schematics of how this happened, but this girl who I think had what's the thing that gives you seizures? Epilepsy. <sighs> Epilepsy. She was she, sort of like there were <laughs> kind of like a bundle of mysterious ailments. Oh no! Okay, but. She was also a bitch, <laughs> so okay. it's complicated. Uh, so she was walking across the street. I'm sitting there listening to Bob Dylan because I am a 16-year-old misanthrope. Right. I think it was like November. It was cold. Yeah. And this guy comes through, and <laughs> there's, the way she was walking and the way he was driving, it just was kind of impossible for him to see her, but he also kind of whipped it in pretty quickly. <laughs> so he hits her. She flies... I swear to you, she had five or six feet in the air. Landed on her back and immediately started having I feel that I shouldn't be laughing at this story. I know. Well, you know now that it's all fine. But, like, so I, I was like, oh, oh. And I'm, like, the first in line to turn. And she's, like, in the road. And so I call 911. And... Like, by this time, like, already, like, a cop was, like, there. Yeah, they're not going to let a bunch of 17-year-olds drive to school without police being nearby. Right. And for good reason this time. Um, but, yeah, it was crazy. So, I had a quiz that I was ill-prepared for that day. And so... And you had to stay on scene and give up. Well, I went to the counselor and I was like... Um, I just witnessed something traumatic. <laughs> I played that card immediately. Now, here's the funny thing. I ended up becoming quite good friends with the guy that hit her with the no. car. Yeah, he was my press partner in the newspaper. Okay, group. yeah, I remember so having a press just, partner. Yeah, we'd get lunch together a lot. Yeah, yeah, he was like a major like stoner, yeah. like made beats. 
and uh, yeah, we would just like whip around in his car listening to Lil Wayne. And then nice. he was like, oh man, you know, I hit that car last year. And I was like, yeah, I was there. No way. I didn't, cause I didn't know it was him. And I was like, oh yeah, I saw that whole thing. And he was like, oh, um, can I like give your number to my lawyer? <laughs> and I was like, yeah, for oh, sure. Oh no. Um, was he being sued? The, the, yeah, the girl's dad, I think, was, like, moving forward. I think he probably ended up dropping it. Yeah. But, like, was trying to sue them. Man. And she ended up actually walking away, like, completely fine. Yeah. But he was suing for the emotional distress it caused him to witness it. And he didn't even witness it. Yeah, I think he was maybe there. Oh, my God. It's like, God. well, what were you doing? <laughs> right. I didn't see you walking your daughter into <laughs> school. In nature, you're yeah. 17-year-old. Yeah. Ooh, we are far afoot. We are. Uh, <laughs> we are. Um, anyways, okay. So, boy, this this came out, I thought, my senior year of high school, but I guess it was actually my freshman year of college. But uh, it does feel very nostalgic, mm-hmm. this, um, this era. Well, okay, and this is a double period because it starts in, like, 1911. Yeah, but barely in that time. Yeah. That's and a it's frame. Like an auction mm-hmm. for this big-ass chandelier. And they, the old folk prosthetics that they put on Miranda Richardson and on, I didn't even recognize him. Patrick Wilson. Patrick Wilson. They could have just hired an old person. You simply if you could have obscured that much. It doesn't look like Patrick Wilson, but old. It just looks like old pr- prosthetics. <laughs> How whole broke. <laughs> Just a generic old man. You could have yeah. just hired a generic old man. You could have created a job. The, the, period. I guess they did they create were running a prosthetics with a slim job. budget on this movie. <laughs> right. Uh, in fact, they were rather not uh, not a slim budget at all. No, it's they, I, they it, literally lit a building on fire for this. It looked so expensive. That is the one good thing I will say about this it movie. It looked expensive. Yes, the costumes impeccable. I can't say anything negative about those. Joel Schumacher directed this. How does that make you feel? Yeah, I was like, of the Batman movies? That's but, exactly what I yeah. thought. I was like, did he do what else did he do of note? Uh, let's see. Um, oh, he is also a costume designer. Well, that helps when you're making a movie. Did we even say that we watched The Phantom of the Opera? Yeah, we did. Okay. Yeah. Um, I mean, he did a bunch of stuff I haven't seen. Uh, he did do two episodes of House of Cards, but I've never seen, um, huh. I've never seen The Client, The Lost Boys, St. Elmo's Fire. Oh, St. Elmo's Fire, yeah. He died last year. Wow, did you know? No. Yeah. Wow. Um, <laughs> I was like, was he a gay man? I don't know. He um, had to have been, right? He, uh, it doesn't say Have you whether- seen those Batman movies? Yeah, oh yeah, that's what I'm saying. I know those are extremely camp, um, but I don't know. It just says, I don't know that he, um, oh yeah, he was gay. Okay. 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 Wow. That seems like it would have been. And described himself as extremely promiscuous. More of note to have like such a major gay director. Yeah. I know. Huh. Okay. Well, I don't think, I, I still don't feel like in 2002 people were like a gay director. You know, they weren't like. <laughs> They weren't doing the whole, like, girl boss. Oh, right. This director is gay. Billy Porter wasn't in yeah. his bag at that moment. <laughs> right, exactly. That wasn't a selling point on something, you know? Right. Um, That's true. It was now, more like, we don't have to talk about it. Right. Now it's like, hashtag winning. Right. Greta Gerwig is going to direct the next Marvel movie. And it's like, 
please don't. Please don't have her do that. <laughs> She's not, thank God. But anyways. Yeah, no, it's it's very um, identity forward branding. Yes. Yeah. And just constant content about everything all the time. Oh my God. I'm just like, <sighs> do you feel like people are annoying? Yeah. People are like... Very. <laughs> constantly not, it's larry david um on curb your enthusiasm said something like i think it's on the i hate individuals i have a love for humanity i love though. humanity but i hate individuals and i was he like he might have said something yeah yeah, yeah. oh boy it's tricky it's just the people on the internet people I on feel. the internet and internet culture is very annoying at this moment god but it's it is culture now uh, yeah I in guess. some ways in some ways but that's like god you know what would be so charming is to meet a farmer you know what sounds great is going back to 2002 <laughs> before there was the Facebook. <laughs> I would love that. Yeah. Yeah. I guess this movie came out shortly after Facebook came out. Mm. Wow. That's why the vibes are off. <laughs> That's why the vibes are off. So, um, yeah, these old folks are bidding on memorabilia when they get to item number 666. Uh, 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 keen with, watchers will note that that number is associated with the devil, with Satan. Uh, so they unveil this old chandelier, as Molly said. It's truly huge. And then they kind of have it, like, ride the rope up kind of a deal. Yeah. And it, like, changes the scenery <laughs> as it passes. Like, that had to cost so much money. How much do you think they spent on the chandelier? Oh, the chandelier was probably quite expensive on its own accord. And then... Wow. And then... They just CGI that CGI. Now. Oh, yeah. 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 Um, so we get dropped into a very active theater house. Yeah. There's ballerinas running up and down the stairs. There's, you know, choir, chorus type people singing different things like their parts. And then there's mini mother effing driver. Dude. Can we? Nobody had more fun making this movie. She's by a long, clear mile. She seems without than fault. Minnie Driver. I love her. I, think I love she her. Is so cool. She's a very beautiful face. So she's another a, very tra- a pleasing person to look at. Pleasing face mm-hmm. to look at. She's rather tall, right? I don't. I don't think she's like five four or something. I thought she was like really tall. You know what we haven't watched and we've talked about several times hmm. is Circle of Friends. Oh, I'd be into that with the young Minnie Driver. I should look that up and see where it's streaming. Here's what could, you can't have. That's what you can't have, you great fat article. article. So, our friend Courtney quotes that. And I was going to also mention Courtney when I talk about Phantom of the Opera. There was a funny thing that she said oh, one time. About this? Related to Phantom. I'll get to it in a moment. Oh, I'm excited to hear that. So, these two guys show up to the theater, and they're escorted by another old guy. And he's like, you guys have been talking about how I'm probably going to retire. And you were right. So these guys are going to take over as my, as their managers now. Like, they're going to run this, this theater house. They made their money in, like, junk metal. And they're like, um, it's in reclaimed, whatever, you know, mm-hmm. consumer products. But it's Kieran Hines and then some other old dude. I don't know. No, we've seen him actually in other movies recently. I'm sure we have. He looked familiar. Uh, let me look up his name. Because he's the one who plays the... Um, gay villain type character on Outlander one of oh okay okay um and then they're like and the person who's funding all of this Simon Callow oh that's Simon Callow that was Simon no Callow. way mm-hmm. wow a, also a famous British homosexual that yeah one. yeah and he was in a room with a view which we watched yes most that's recently. right yeah yeah um so wow I didn't recognize him um I'm sure he had also written something about Oscar Wilde, right? Yeah. 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 There was like, they love him. He's their boy. Yeah. Um, So, and Kieran Hines and this guy are like, and then this is your, your 
patron, and it's Patrick Wilson. Who I thought looked pretty cute in that wig, actually. I think it helped. It's a shake and go, though. It was shake and go, but I think that proportion, if he had got, if he did, like, kind of Kings of Leon hair. Yeah. Back in the day, it would have worked. It draws the eye downward, (laughs) which would be an advantage for someone with a forehead. Oh, he does have quite a Quite as ample as Patrick Wilson's. (laughs) The thing about this wig is that it just wasn't styled at all. They literally just took a bobbed wig. They said, it's one length all over. We're not going to, we're going to give it shape. Yeah. We're not going to give it volume, and we're certainly not going to make it look like real human hair. It looked pretty shiny, didn't it? <laughs> it was pretty It was pretty synthetic looking to me. Yeah, I. but they were like, all the money we've spent all on the, the chandelier. We, <laughs> we spent all of our money on mini driver's costumes, so we can't afford a human hair wig. Yeah. We also can't afford to give you, I don't know, products and a, a year and a half's notice so that you can let your hair grow out. Did... I would, I would have rather that they just had his hair longer. Do you think there's zero chance that it's his hair? I mean, if it is, then the hairdresser did dirty regardless it because she would have bad. lacquered it. it yeah. Just, it's like, it had movement, but it was shiny. Too Do shiny. Do you remember when Patrick Wilson and Elizabeth Reeser played two people who had a baby together and young adult? I was hoping you were going to say siblings because that would no, make more sense. No, I know, sense. but that's, that would right. make more sense. Right. Just like... Those two foreheads. Well, they say that you're drawn to people that look like you sometimes. I know that's right. (laughs) (laughs) You and Craig do look like each other. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. Interesting. Okay. Anyways. Um, All this to say the hair looked pretty shitty. It was was pretty shitty. So, um, mini driver is Carlotta Giudicelli, and she's the grand dame of the opera. Um, she has like the most jewels that a person can have on their face. Her yeah. hands are painted gold. Her costume is incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, I also like the blue beards too. Yeah, those were so cool and yeah. creepy. <clears throat> it also did feel very um, Annie Lennox video. Yeah, for no more I love yous. Yes, you know. So while she's singing for these new managers at this rehearsal, um, the Phantom decides he hates it and he drops the backdrop on the stage. You don't really see him at this point. You just kind of hear him like express his displeasure. He's such a bitch, dude. Like I effing hate this he's dude. So his vibes are rancid. They're so nasty. Mhm. Like what name something you do well <laughs> quickly. quickly. <laughs> so, um we don't know anything about him yet other than that he just dropped a big old heavy thing but then like later they tell the new financiers yeah that he is there's a ghost yeah an opera ghost he has a salary which i didn't know this apparently like all theater kids have myths about ghosts in their theaters did you see that terrifying tiktok with the uh, ghost yes i loved stage? that guy wait no okay with the ghost on stage yeah there was like a there was a ghost I sent you that one. haunted a stage yes you sent it to i me. sent that to you because you was, know what happens is we both get a little high and you send me <laughs> 20 the most horrifying thing you could get at that late hour <laughs> no yes there was the one that one that i sent you <clears throat> but then there was a guy who had an account for his like theater that he was the manager of like he was the the facilities guy and so he was like, I have to be here early and open it, and then I'm the last person to leave and lock up. Any job that requires you to be the only person there leaving and locking up, I just don't want any part That's of, That's something frankly. you need to teach your kids. Yeah. You know. When I used to have to lock up as a manager at Anthro and then walk to the, my car, it was very scary. Um, 
anyways, um, they, oh, sorry. I was saying, um, apparently every theater kid has their, has their ghost story. Their ghost story. Well, they're dramatic little bitches. Like, yeah. Of course. Yeah. So like, I remember the Conroe kids and actually like any kid that performed at that one at that main theater in Conroe yeah. would be like, yeah, her name is whatever. And apparently like, if you say her name in the theater, then she'll show up. And it's like, <laughs> <laughs> so why would you do that? Just don't do that. Just you know, don't do that girl. <laughs> Simply don't do that. But that book that I just finished that you were looking at, if we uh-huh. were villains, um, it's about theater students. And he mentioned something about like, um, you know, like all theater kids, we had our stories about the ghosts that allegedly haunted our theater. And oh my God. Anyways. Co- so they're just built different. They are. They are built different. So Carlotta storms off the stage. That's this, this mini driver. And the managers are scrambling because they're like, we have a sold out show. Like somebody has to sing. And the ballet lady, which is Madame Giry, played by Miranda Richardson, a many, many time contributor on yes. this, this program. Um, she suggests Christine, which is Emmy Rossum. Who was 18, all of 18 years old. And she looks very young indeed. She and Keira Knightley are probably like, what, about the same age? Yeah, because they're both my age. Hey, congrats. Yeah, Emmy Rossum is In front of me, I see three legends. (laughs) (laughs) Keira Knightley, Emmy Rossum, (laughs) and my sister. (laughs) Three triple threats. Yep. (laughs) Sing, dance, and act, baby. Um, So she had seen... Um, Are you the dancer? <laughs> no, I said they are. They are triple threats, and I am as well. <laughs> I have often said of you, well, she's a triple threat. <laughs> she sings, dances, and that's Max. That was the joke. But you really did. <laughs> Just shit on Emmy Rossum's You can either sing, <laughs> sing or act, girl, but you can't do <laughs> Which is that kind of true. That she's a fine actress. However. <laughs> we did have notes on her voice. <laughs> and it's okay, baby. You're a beginner. <laughs> Take it from me. First and foremost, a vocalist. <laughs> So Matt Rogers called yeah. himself right. Yeah. So um, Christine had seen this Raoul guy, which is Patrick Wilson. And she was like, oh my God, that was my childhood sweetheart. And she's telling her friend with the worst turf bangs you've ever seen. Terrible. I, I think that was probably to cover a bad lace front. Yeah. The wig budget. Where is it? <laughs> <laughs> because I often... Who I, was the wig mistress on this film? <laughs> Oh, my God. So, um, she's the ballet lady's daughter, and I will say, this girl looks like she could be Miranda Richardson's daughter. That was good They casting, have the same face. I feel. Um, so, anyways, her mom is like, Christine's pretty good. Like, she, she can sing. She should take the part. That was a really good Miranda Richardson. Whoa! <laughs> um, I saw what you did. You became someone else. I did. Um, so, Raul recognizes her. She had thought, he, oh, he doesn't recognize me, but he just hadn't noticed her, which is definitely better um so (laughs) (laughs) just feeling like being so shady i love you being such a bitch about this movie because frankly this movie can just suck a fart out of my ass it was so bad it really is so she she sings and for some reason it's fine (laughs) 
<laughs> it's fine. Her voice is a little tinny for me. I tinny is the right word. I don't know if it's actually her voice or like the recording equipment. I could I could be very generous. I don't know. It could be the material because I didn't care for that either. I didn't care for that either. But um, the close-ups when they're when they have her singing this song, the close-ups look so green screened. Yeah. I don't know if it's like the lighting on the stage. They were having a hard time, or the if they lighting, actually did green screen. I will her. say is is often bad in this movie. Yes, it is. When ashen, they look ashen is a great not word. the right color. Well, there's that weird scene. Um, okay. The Phantom mm-hmm. had done something shitty again. <laughs> and a shitty bitch again. <laughs> Once again, people don't change. Um, I don't know. He had like an audience. Uh, it sounds like I'm describing a dream I had about him and not a full feature. Oh, was it at the, at the masquerade? Maybe. No, 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 no. Not the masquerade. It was later. Like, I think it was when he threw the chandelier. Uh, okay, yeah. But he his little mask comes off, so mm-hmm. you see his, Oh, it's bad. It's pretty gross prosthesis. Yeah. But it also looked like like the lighting made his hair look gray to blonde. Yeah. When yep. not but seconds before it was inky I think, black. I think that the I took that as even his hair in that part of his head was affected. But <laughs> affected I, by what had happened. By what had happened. <laughs> I thought that perhaps as well, but then if you it sort of make any sense survey the of rest of it, it <laughs> yeah. all looks that color. Okay, interesting. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know about that, man. Wait, but what did happen? So I don't think they ever say. They make it seem like it was sort of he was born that way. He's on the right track, baby, though. So, <laughs> you're Lebanese, you're Orient. <laughs> so, um, Meg, which is uh, the little blonde girl with the bad bangs, um, catches up with her friend Christine backstage. And Christine's curls, like Emmy Rossum's curls, that I think that is her actual hair. And Wait, it's that was. You it, think that was Emmy Rossum's hair? Well, yeah, as I recall, her hair from that Disney Channel original movie that she was in, where she's like ice skating. Oh my I god, I having, forgot she was in that. She does have a lot of hair. Yeah, a lot of really good hair. Like yes. really nice, like nice, pretty, voluminous curls. Very healthy looking hair. Yes, extremely. But then there was a lot of it. So maybe it was at least extensions. They really did a tight curl on her mm-hmm. for a lot of this. A very tight curl, but it looked pretty. It was like mm-hmm. a big, big hair. The costumes Can you were. imagine doing this at 18? No. It's such a big. It's a big role. Like. That was a smash hit on Broadway. And people hated it at the theaters. They, in the movie theaters? Yeah. Yeah. Gerard Butler. Weird choice. Really shit the bed on this one, I'm sad to say. <laughs> Who would have been better? Um, Pierce Brosnan. <laughs> anyone. I mean, I don't know. We'll talk about him. We Bruce Bruce. Well, I haven't gotten to him yet. I'll read him when his time comes. We haven't even seen him on the screen yet. Okay, so yeah. Meg asked Christine, like, who is your voice tutor? Like, when did you learn to sing like that, girl? And she's like, when my dad died, he told me he would send an angel of music to protect me. Angel of music. I also uh-huh. hate the way she sings angel. She says it like oh, angel. She kind of like throws it. Yeah. My voice teacher was always, which she loved, bitch, she loved the Phantom songbook. What that's that, that? That Think of Me song from the beginning was the one that she used to have me do. Like, oh my God. I the, thought uh, that uh, I It sounds had, like a bird. Yes. I thought that I had yeah. remembered it from somewhere. Thank you for helping recover that for yeah, me. Yeah. Yeah. So she loved to have me do that one, like to really stretch myself. But um, yeah. The she would have been like say angel, 
Yeah. But this girl goes, Angel. Feels very, like, closed off. Anyways. God, huh? Um, so, Raul comes to visit Christine. She's, like, lighting a candle for her dad or whatever in some, I don't know, what, backstage chapel? Like, where the hell is this? Yeah. Who knows? And... Raul comes to visit her and he's like, you were great. Let's go to dinner. Like, I totally do remember you. Oh my God. Like, love to catch up. And she's like, the angel of music is very strict. Like, babe, you're in a cult. Imagine saying that That's, to a You're boy. talking about a cult leader. Yeah. yeah. A, a boy that you have a crush on, that you've right. had a crush on. That's Patrick Wilson, who's a Viscount in this movie. Right. A Vicomte. Your angel can just beat feet, girl. I don't. He's not paying your bills. He's not. Then pay that bitch no mind. Like it's yeah. just. It doesn't. It's not making sense for me. It feels very. Cash at me immediately, Steven. <laughs> like, I don't know. When I'm thinking about like when I would talk to boys for the first time, it was like, okay, better have this very carefully planned out. Mm-hmm. Don't let him learn a single real thing about you. Right. And then, do you like this band? Right. And this girl's like, sorry, I can't. The angel, the spirit that my dead father has assigned to me. Very strict. And I, you know, that's the only reason I was able to sort of kind of sing that aria tonight. Like, whatever. Yeah. Girl, he's not doing his job good enough. Like, let's go. You should sound better by now. Yeah. So, um... Then this leather-gloved bitch. You just see a leather glove. This first shitty thing this bitch does. He locks her in her room. So she can't even get out. No, no, no. The Phantom. Oh, I saw the hand and I didn't know who it was. And Madame Giri is like, she like sees it, but she doesn't say anything because, you know, she and that dude have some weird history. Yes. Where they committed a murder together or something. Yeah. Not really, but whatever. Yeah. Freaky, creepy to have a leather glove for one thing. How did he enter into her chambers? No, the, the mechanics of the where anything is in this building is beyond me. And it does feel like he has weird passageways through things. I thought that he was some sort of metaphysical entity, too, because of the <laughs> no. way that he approached the mirror. I was like, okay, so he lives in, like, a different dimension. No, so what he did with the, the, the creepy mirror deal with the with the wedding dress where she thinks she sees herself in a wedding dress? Yeah. Did you? That was at the end. You see that he had, like, put um, lights behind a mannequin behind the mirror so that when Christine gets near it, it like she can like see this form that looks like it's got her face but then like huh. a wedding dress or something because he wanted her to marry like so she, she sees like herself as a bride her subconscious yes like so for, it'll give be a visual illusion that makes her oh, look at, see herself sucks. in a wedding dress isn't that creepy um cuz yeah you're like oh my god how did he do, like yeah whatever. maybe he is magic i don't know he sucks um so he blows out all of her candles to d- drama, and he sings this song like "Insolent Boy, the Slave of Fashion." Like yeah. you don't know anything about him. Right. He had a yes, he had some drip tonight, but like that doesn't mean he's a slave of fashion. Right. Like, That's a he's big just mantle to take up. Rich, okay. Um, Everything he said was just bad. <laughs> yeah, it was just his whole thing. His little songs that they gave him. Yeah. Pretty bad. Pretty bad. Like the one where she takes his mask off and he's like, yeah. Calls her a couple names. Yeah. You know? She, Not a good song. No, he's... Anyway, so this first song though is the drama. It's the titular song. The Phantom yeah, of the I, Opera. Look, I just gotta say the synth rules. <laughs> it really... It is... One thing I'll give it is it's very bold and very catchy. Nothing else in this movie. We're gonna watch the Nicole Scherzinger is again catchy. Of course this. we are. That and 
watching this, I was like, oh, it really is two people singing this. And they just had this woman standing with what, oh, five I'm, different men. Five different. Each of them going, sing to me, my angel. <laughs> so weird. There, is this meant to appeal to all women anywhere. Absolute freaks. I was by. wondering, I was like, I feel like there is an audience for, I want a bad boy boyfriend who is not nice to me. Yeah. You know, that's never been my particular kink. So no, I would say that my kink is a nice boy is a comfortable life. <laughs> yeah. Filled with mutual respect. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, but I guess, yeah, there is, there's a, I feel like had this been released as a fanfic type, you know what? Let me shut my mouth. I bet there is absolutely <laughs> disgusting phantom Girl, fanfic on the internet. This probably launched a thousand fanfics. Good God. This also has that fanfic sort of culture like, is something I didn't learn was really a culture because I was not your age. I learned about it on. I would, I believe me, this is something I learned of much after the fact. I learned about it on Lost Culch because they, Matt and one of their guests were talking about how they participated in fanfic communities. And I'm like, wait, what? Yeah. People did a lot of One Direction ones. This was after my time, you have to understand. Adults were doing creative writing as a hobby? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, I it, mean it started And the Fifty Shades thing started out as fanfic for Twilight. Well, you remember Which those... started out as fanfic for having a boyfriend. Period. Uh-oh. I Not think she that. was actually married, but then, like, the whole thing, girl. Was, I mean, it's like um, the that Meg Stalter thread you sent me the other night of Ranch getting engaged. It was like the, oh, yeah, yeah. the uh, Travis and Courtney. Yeah. She figured out how to write in yes. like, the 12-year-old fanfic yes, there. Yes, absolutely. Allison Reeves used to write little, like, girls went on a date stories. That's funny. Yeah. I actually am kind of embarrassed I didn't have a creative writing moment as a kid. Well, but you, I'm, I'm grateful in another sense <laughs> that I didn't have a creative writing right. as a kid. <laughs> because, oh, like, I just, no. like, what was, like, the lame <clears throat> shit I was into at the time? Can I, what if I had written fanfic? Oh, my God. It would have been heartbreaking. It's honestly kind of cute to think about, like, young teens having such strong feelings that they have to find a creative way to talk about they, it. That's why they're not out there. But it, it was just not, it was not what I did. No. Personally. No, I was really more into consuming mm-hmm. more than creating. Consumed a lot. I did a lot of consuming in high school. Yeah. Consumed a lot of uh, pop culture. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways. Um, and babysat. I babysat a lot. You, did, you were babysitting quite I a was, bit back in the day. I was making that money. Um, <clears throat> so uh, the Phantom, <clears throat> oh, excuse me, sings this dumb song, shows her like, his weird like grotto, his like grotto? sewer grotto. It reminded me of that place in that yeah palace, mm-hmm. the, one of Ludwig's castles in Bavaria. But uh, that's a relatable little reference, right? <laughs> You've all been there. <laughs> Y'all know that one castle. You know the one. I was Ludwig's sh- castle, Schloss with the opera grotto. <laughs> you know the one. Yeah, um, I do remember that one. I actually it was really cool. I uh, can perfectly picture signing the uh, guest yeah. Book. I remember you signing that guest book. Yeah. I'm sure. I remember my outfit from that day, actually. What was it? It was that, like, uh, Easter egg blue, like, turquoise teal shirt with that chartreuse cardigan. And my hair, I had just had my hair cut short. Yes, I wore a purple cardigan that mm-hmm. day. Man. And a fedora yeah. Yeah. for the record. <laughs> you did. Man, that was a fun trip. Um, I want to go to Europe. Yeah. 
again with I'd you like and mom to, and dad. I'd like to be somewhere and um, not hear English. Yeah, that sounds fun. Right? Yeah. Um, so, anyways, um, he, like, sings her a lullaby. Uh, their relationship is so <laughs> Grotsky to me, frankly. It, also, did you notice that when they got underground, her makeup changed and it went full glam? Whole, whole, whole kind of change up <laughs> happened there. Like, she had looked like a little babe in the woods and then they get subterranean and she has like, do you feel like smoky eye. Doing some weird daddy's girl stuff here. Okay, I, yes, because that man is too old for her. Yeah, he was 35. And that's, well, Wait, Gerard Butler was? Yeah. Okay, that's also gross. But I meant, like, the character of the Phantom. Yeah. Seems he like reads very old. He reads, like, at least 40s or 50s. And we're like, this girl is what's supposed to be, what, 19, 20, maybe? Yeah. And, but she's also like, this. he was sent by my dad to be my guardian, you know? Yeah. It's very, mm. She wakes up, though, in full glam in this clamshell. Oh, I also had a note about the costume <laughs> in this scene. Because in this era, in this 2001, 2002. Mm-hmm sort of Paris 1870s to 90s kind of a moment that we were in. I feel that the costume designers and, frankly, music video directors um, felt that corsets being exposed was more common at yeah. this time <clears throat> yeah, than it right actually really was. And so we see Christine in a, I mean, the decorative, oh. whoa. Well, we had to pause because our wrap-up music started playing because uh, we didn't realize we've been talking for an hour. We, I can really say I've I've had a lot to set up in this, but the plot's really stupid, so I'm not going to invest much from there. Yeah, um, and we don't really need to. Uh, yeah, it's a, it's a classic two boys fighting over a girl, and yeah. they're both too old for her. Yeah, kind of thing. She when she takes off his mask the first time down like, here, he well, he first of all is furious, but like. You're literally Gerard Butler with, like, one quarter of your face a little bit melted. You right. Know? Like, you could... It's okay. Right. The rest of your... It balances out. You don't need more to be or less. this self-conscious. Right. So... You don't need to make it your whole sort of thing. thing. <laughs> yeah, you could just, like, maybe calm down. So, I was telling you earlier, I feel like I wish that these guys had learned about uh, the Duke of Rochester and his ilk that had, you know, melted off noses from syphilis. Yeah. And they just said... I'm it gonna, can always be worse. I'm going to get a prosthetic and just move on with my life, girl. There's, there's a lot of prostitutes out back. there. <laughs> yeah. And I'm not done spreading all, all manner of these diseases. diseases. So, like, he could just continually wear that little clamshell thing on his face and be like don't i have it's a weird scar too though right kind of it's dramatic um but he's instead driven underground by shame and then does detestable things so he yells out and gives these bosses some instructions and he's like christine's gonna be the lead you leave this box open for me if you don't i'm gonna ruin your lives and they're like we're not gonna like negotiate with terrorists and they like go forward with their own little plan thinking like what's this ghost gonna do to us well, it doesn't go well, girls. It Pandemonium on stage. The directors come out and they're like, so sorry. We're going to have the ballet come out real quick and entertain you guys while we reset. That stressed me out. That whole the scene. The show must go on, darling. <clears throat> so he, Christine does her thing and like 
sings, and then the Phantom kills this dude that had been really obnoxious before. I don't know what his role was. He was supposed to be the backdrop master, I guess. Yeah. But he gets killed. And, the, and then he, like, drops his corpse. Yeah, on stage. It was like, it's a pretty not chill thing to do in front of your girlfriend. Right. You know? Like maybe next time you'll read my notes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So... Then the dolls have a little masquerade. Dead man, corpse on the stage notwithstanding, <laughs> the, we have to have our party. Right. They and have, they say and they the have word that party. Masquerade. One million times. Eight thousand times there in this song. There was some pretty explicit voguing. Yeah. In this. Yeah. 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 I mean, this was explicit voguing. Something to look at. It was really pretty. The costumes the, I were will there. say this scene, I was like, okay. Yeah. I don't hate this, Yeah, actually. and that song was fun, you know. Fine enough. It was annoying, but it was fun. We found out in this scene that Christine and Raul, she says Raul. Yeah, she can't talk so good. <laughs> I don't think. Sometimes you can act good, girl, and sometimes you can sing good, and I'm never real sure which one I'm going to get. But one thing you don't do well at all is dancing. That's what my sister's role is in the triple threat. This is you and Kira Knightley and her. <laughs> <laughs> let's be very clear about our swim lanes here my sister always has been and always will be the dancer in this crew <laughs> oh my god Ooh. so um yeah they're engaged the phantom shows up with his new opera this time he's got a different section of his face he's got the whole forehead covered it's like the top half yeah it's like his dress mask yeah yeah so this is a little more formal right got the left side covered as well <laughs> um so he's like let me drop one copy of my new play and you guys have to do it and i've got the casting notes christine's gonna be the lead she's got a pretty good voice but she probably should still go back to her tutor which felt so Pointed. gross. Yeah. I, I felt like it was a workplace harassment. Yes. Scenario. Yes. It did feel very like that. I had a pit in my stomach about all their encounters. Yeah. Well, and it was he's so territorial. Like, he's, like, really toxic. You, She's never beheld you or didn't know you were an actual, you know, corporeal being. Uh-huh. Until literally two days ago. Give and her a you minute. expect her to, like, be with you. You also won't let her see a quarter of your face. Yeah, it's make not, it make sense, Phantom. I just <laughs> it's not Phantom. Yeah. So Christine goes to visit her dad's grave, and this is maybe the freakiest shitty bitch thing that this asshole does. Because again, he's probably this feels gaslighty too. Yeah. Like I know I showed myself to you as a physical being twice, but well, I'm still going to do that thing where you can't see me and you can only hear me, so that you wonder if you actually did see me. Yeah. Or if there is a note, like a ghost. You know what I mean? Yeah, he was being really weird here. It's really creepy. And then he also kind of like pretend to be her dad for a minute. Yeah, he's singing. Right. Okay. In this essay, I will. I, the whole he's thing like is singing a from her dad's grave. It's like mausoleum. Yeah, that's pretty gross and pretty I, messed up, I frankly. Agree. Also, if her dad could afford a mausoleum like that, why is she performing on a stage? I'm sorry. But, uh, he put it all into the mausoleum. I guess so. Yeah. I guess so. But that's just a, a girl of that amount she of money. She shouldn't be out there on the with stage. With a father with that grand of a state. Well, I yeah, mean, and like Raul, like, if she knew someone like Raul, they were like, Yeah, they ran know. the same circles. Like, had it, they, she made it sound like his Hamptons house and my Hamptons house are right next door to each other. She did make it seem that and way. And we played on the beach. And it's like, 
okay. Okay, so why are you here stealing a job from Mini Driver? Why are you sleeping in the ballet dormitory right. when somebody else could be doing that? You've you've stolen that spot from another girl. I hope you're happy. Right. Unless, you know, ballet was her passion. Maybe she had a ballet trust. life. The rest I don't is know. details. The, the hold that those shirts had. I remember the ballet one. I think you had it. I probably you, did. You had you had one. I shirt had a couple that, of like, ballet shirts. Had like the the entirety of the shirt was like two. Uh-huh. It was like a photograph of like two ballet shoes. Yeah, on yep. point. Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh yeah, and it was like neon. Yeah, there was that place in the woodlands, and I. Oh my god, I'm gonna have to see if mom remembers the name. It was like they sold these like screen printed shirts, and they were the most '80s looking, like hand painted looking things, and they did gangbusters money, but like. Only to the girlies that were in Spring, Tomball, the Woodlands. Huh. And everything had like that like that handwritten font with like little dots at the yeah, end the of puff every paint. Yeah. Font. Yeah. Yes. It was it was like a very puff paint type thing. I remember you, buy, you like, having a shirt like this. Shirts and bows and like those little rings that you would use to make your um your large those are actually useful. Make your large shirt I shrink would, at the bottom. I would love that. You know those? Yes. Yeah. They they used to be by decorative ones. Yeah. The early 90s, one thing I will say about Reject my time. Reject modernity. <laughs> my time with the, the country or girls in Tomball is that I learned about a very specifically Texan type of femininity. Yep. And it's very. And it's camp. It's very camp. It's very fun to it participate is, in. It is fun. Yeah. Frankly. It is fun to be a girl, I think, sometimes. Yeah. You know, for me. I, in, in my experience. Yeah. Anyways. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. Uh, they have this dumb Don Juan show that the Phantom wrote. He has Christine playing this, like, I don't know what she's supposed to be. Is she supposed to be a sex worker? Or is he, she just supposed to be seduced by him? Oh, I actually looked this up, but then I forgot. Um, hope that helps. <laughs> yeah, hope that helps. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, I don't know the story of Don Juan, but uh, he has cast himself in the titular role. Surprise, surprise. Yep. Appears on stage. The song they are singing is so sexual. Girl. And it's supposed to be like, I think that he wrote this, well, obviously, because it's some weird kinky thing he wants to yes. do. Where he's Something's like... Something's wrong with him. He's like, I'm seducing you on the stage in character, but I'm also seducing you in but real what life. If we kissed in real life. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So it's like past the point of no return, which I also don't like. That doesn't feel Yeah, I don't like There's no point of no return any of the music yeah. in this film. So this bitch unmasks his weird face on stage. That's when he And it's the, his it's hair like, looks weird in that he, scene. It's kind of like he's like Christine, I have to be vulnerable with you. I want to make a big gesture in front of everybody. Would you still love me if my face was melted? <laughs> She's like, I never said I loved you in the first place. It has literally nothing to do with your barbecued face. <laughs> and everything to do with, with my who you are as a person. <laughs> and I'm also engaged to this hot guy that right. I loved since I was a kid. Like... What's not clicking, Steven? This was not a difficult pro-con list for me. I'm going to be real with you. I need you to take that feedback in the spirit of friendship that I offer it. But I'm not. We won't be moving forward in that vector. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, God. So I would he, watch that rewrite of yeah, Phantom. Yeah. <laughs> the Phantom End of the there. Boundaries. 
there's so much that would have changed if she'd had some boundaries. I know. Um, and I'm, I guess, I feel like they're trying to insinuate that she's, like, hypnotized by him in some way. Maybe. But I don't, anyways, he gets mad, obviously. Right. That she rejected him in front of all these people. So he does what any offended young boy will do. And he cuts the like, rope and rides it down, <laughs> rides the chandelier down, and lights the place on fire. <laughs> who amongst us? They didn't us? have drywall you could punch through at the time. <laughs> right. And who amongst us wouldn't have committed some casual Honestly, arson? Honestly, if I were to do one big crime, I do think I would want to do, like... <laughs> arson? No. Maybe no. don't say this on a recording. No, no, no. no. I'm, I'm saying I would do exactly what he did. Drama. I would drop a chandelier. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and ride the rope. Let up. me not say that, and then later have like an Alec Baldwin <laughs> oh, <laughs> chandelier type accident. I don't think that they make that many chandeliers that look like this anymore. To be quite honest, so. just don't let me around them. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, we skipped a part about like it, finding out his backstory, but basically, Madame Giri like freak saw him in a circus, and his handler was pretty not chill, like really kind of mean. Uh, beating him up and shit. Mm-hmm. And so uh, when everybody leaves, the little ghost himself, this little yeah. scamp, he's got a bag over his head. Yeah. He kills his... Chokes that guy right out. Handler, yeah. And she sees it. And he's like, oh, shit. And then she helps him escape and, like, finds him, him. Finds him these gorgeous environs. <laughs> Help him set up a sewer grotto. I mean, you could not find better real estate. No. He makes this place such a dramatic little... He's and tails every night. Yes. Yeah. Has this organ. I mean, how did he set all... Where did he get all of these candelabras, damn it? These baubles, these trinkets. And the candelabras rise from the water. I mean, that's complicated. I gotta tell you, I would stay in that if it was a hotel. Yeah, for sure, no question. Wouldn't that be I bet sick? you'd sleep so deeply because there's no like windows. Good, good grotto sleep. Yeah, I, I might creep me out actually. I think it'd be kind of clammy. Yeah, maybe. Well, I feel like the sounds the echo. Anyways, hmm. so um, yeah, and then we find out that that was a weird little footnote at the beginning of Christine and Raoul's married life together. Long yeah. married life. Yeah, that felt. Sort of weirdly packaged, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. Like, Like, she's fine. It's like their Frank Grimes moment. Yeah. You know? Yeah. She was like, well, Remember that that weird little freak (laughs) who I used to work with at the opera? And he kept hypnotizing me. Right. And then he, like, proposed to me in front of all those people. He did a chandelier (laughs) murder? That was so weird. <laughs> anyways. So that yeah. was before we had the kids. That was before we had the kids. So anyways, Raul, they go back to him in 1911 or whatever. And, you know, his old face makeup and his, these nuns, his flying nun type nuns, those oh. with the habits that go up like this uh-huh. um, from the sanatorium or whatever, walk him to the grave, his wife's gravestone mm-hmm. with a f- portrait of her on it. I mean, common what you must do you gotta um so we see christine's grave and he's like visiting and then 
black and white scene, but they got to colorize that Barry one red Schindler rose. Looking. Yeah, got to get that one red rose in there, and it's got her old engagement ring on it. That she handed to the Phantom. Like, oh, when he turned her loose. I forgot that he, like, also casually held her hostage. That was kind of a big deal. Right. He he was like, I'm going to kill your fiancé unless you agree to marry me. And then she's like... But then he was like, don't lie to save his life. And she's like, that's exactly exactly what what you're asking me to do. And so she's like, obviously I'm not going to, like, kill my hot fiancé. So sure, I'll marry you. And then he, like, realizes he's been an asshole. And he's like, go. I don't... It's... It's very like Beauty and the Beast. Yeah. Well, because he looks. He also Raul does. Looks like Raul looks human beast. Wow. Hold on. We talked about this earlier. I know, but a beautiful brunette girl mm-hmm. taken from her father's care and yep. dropped into the lap of a monstrous beast. Yeah. And, and in this situation, I would say that Gaston was also just as, just as good a suitor as any. Well, no, <laughs> I was know. just going to say, in the end, she's with. The long-haired man. Yeah. Yeah. But not Gaston. Just no, I the know. long-haired the, beast. I don't really feel that there was a good case made for Gaston being anything other than a totally fine guy. Did he do bad stuff? Yeah. What he, did he do? He lied about <laughs> about Belle's dad to get him locked up in a sanatorium. No. Yeah. That doesn't sound like Gaston. Yeah. Because he's like, no. gonna, he said, I'm going to tell the authorities that your dad is a crazy old man who's a danger to himself and society unless you agree to marry me. Gaston did that? Yeah, girl. You need to revisit Beauty and the Beast. <laughs> I think I... He's not a great guy, it turns out. I don't really like to hear that. <laughs> uh, she was so like, change I, your thought, story. I thought that he was a great example of non-toxic masculinity. I, I think it's just because, like, frankly, Gaston, kind of hot. Yeah, he's not my type, but that's happy for you. <laughs> um, Anyways, uh, great chat about Phantom earlier. Yeah, that was <laughs> that was quite a movie. What did we decide we're going to watch next week? We Queen? are going to watch a very light period, but a very um, I don't know, comfortable, mm-hmm. good, a good movie for November. Yeah, we're supposed to get a cold front this weekend. Yeah. I'm excited. I'm going to be up at 5 a.m. in a deer blind. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Then you can wear a chunky sweater and do your Diana Geese. Absolutely going to. Good for you, girl. Um, Anyway, all this to say, dolls. Mm -hmm. Next week, classic November movie, Mm -hmm. When Harry Met Sally. Yeah. Yep. Very light period. It's a technicality, and we're going to take it. We're going to take it. Yeah. We're ethical. Yeah. We're not fair. Yeah. (laughs) Moral. Whatever. (laughs) I am fair. Um, Yeah. I'm excited to... You know, easy breezy. That'll Hell be the yeah. perfect way to cap off my weekend next weekend. I just like already know I'm gonna watch it in bed. Yeah. And Is I'm, there another way? No, you can't watch that. An upright. incredible movie. I'm so excited to talk about it next week. Me um, too. All right, y'all. Have a good week. Bye. Bye. Bye.